Uh, today we're going we're gonna to continue our Bible study. We've been going through since January talking about the biblical man as us following Jesus Christ, our desire to be led by God's truth, his word in the Bible. Uh, today I want to just want you to think for just a second. When you turn on the news, uh, and I'm talking about any channel, uh, you turn on the news, you get home at night, you turn on the news, do you believe what the news person, what the news reporter is telling you? And I'll just tell you, I don't. Uh, today, and, and a very fitting thing, when you listen to politicians today, and I'm talking to any politician, uh, they're having their big speech. Uh, you listen to any politician today, and think about this. These are the people who lead our world. These are the people that are going to lead our world. When you listen to a politician today, do you believe what they are telling you? And I'll just tell you, honestly, I do not. Uh, today, when you when you... Uh, listen to our government, and our government says that it is for us. It's for the people, by the people. That's a democracy. And they're talking about uh, we're supposed to trust them in, in our national security. We're supposed to trust them with our retirement, our Social Security. We're supposed to trust them with our health care. Uh, let, me, let me just ask you, when you hear the government speak, do you believe what the government tells you? And I'll just tell you again, I do not. Uh, come down on a personal level and, and when you're out doing business and, and say you've decided, you know what, I'm going to buy something. I've got a major purchase to make. And when I come up to make this major purchase and the salesman comes up and tells me, you know what, I'm working for you. Uh, I want you to have the best deal that you can get. And then they start talking about this is what you need. These are the things that you need. Uh, do you believe them when they tell you that? I'll just tell you very honestly, I do not. That's why we say that let the buyer beware. And I could go on and on, and I could go from area to area. But I'll just tell you, and I think you know the same thing. Today we have a crisis of belief in our world today. We have a, a crisis of trust in our world today. And that's the reality of the world that we live in. Uh, somebody's speaking. Somebody's trying to sell us something. Someone's making promises to us. Somebody's even reporting the news to us. We have a crisis today in, in who and what that we can trust in. And that is the reality that we live in. Well, today, in light of that reality, we're going to look at today the biblical man and his integrity. The biblical man and his integrity. We're going to see what the Bible says about our integrity. The truth of today is this. Uh, very quick, up front today, the truth of today is this. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be men of integrity. As followers of Jesus Christ, God calls us to be men of integrity. Well, today in our verses, we're going to see what exactly that looks like. First thing today, if you were to go and you were to look up the word integrity, uh, it is defined, it means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Now, I looked that up in several different places. Uh, it is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Another, another definition that I found said, and I, I like this one better, truthfulness and accuracy in one's words and actions. Truthfulness and accuracy, not just in your words, but also in your actions. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper than that. The Latin word for integrity, the root of it, is the word integer. Uh, it means whole 
or complete. Uh, it means that there is a wholeness to something. There is a completeness to something. And, and, and in our context, it means this. Everything that is supposed to be there is there. It is whole. Everything that is represented to be there is there. It is whole. That is, that is the meaning of the word integrity. You know what? I have an apple, and I tell you, this is an apple, and there's not three quarters of an apple. It is all there. What I've represented to you is whole. It is all there. Very interesting, I think, is the opposite of the word integrity, is the word hypocrisy. Uh, it means what is supposed to be there is not there. What is represented to be there is not there. And again, if I've represented to you an apple and it's only three quarters there, uh, it, that is a fraudulent, a fake representation. Uh, that's not integrity, that is hypocrisy. Think about that in context of people. A person that represents something, but they're, they're not all that. A person that represents something, but it's not all there. Um, in our language, I would say, you know what, that person is a poser. This is a poser. They've posed themselves, they position themselves to represent something, yet they do not deliver what it is they've promised. That sounds like the world we're living in today. That sounds like the crisis that we're having today. We got a lot of folks today that are frauds and a lot of people that are posers, and we have very few people today that you can say, you know what, that is a man, that is a person of integrity. So today we're going to look at three areas that were called to be men of integrity. And this is coming from Scripture, three areas that we as men, we as people are called to exhibit integrity. First area is this. We're to have integrity with our mouth. We're to have integrity with our mouth. Now what I mean by that is as followers of Jesus Christ, our words, going back to that definition, our words are to be fully accurate and our words are to be honest. Very simply, our words are to be words of integrity. That means this. If you say something as a follower of Jesus Christ, our words are to be dependable. That is our standard as followers of Jesus Christ. Let me show you some verses. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Now, the word abomination, if you look up that definition, uh, abominable or abomination means it causes hatred. So this is something that God hates. It is something that causes God to hate this thing. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6, if you go read that chapter, uh, it gives us a list of things that God hates. And it actually says God hates these things. Well, it says God hates. He is disgusted by lying lips. In the New Testament, Jesus says, he's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he's telling people, you know what, this is what it looks like to live as my disciple. Uh, he says in, in Matthew chapter 5, but let your statement be yes, then yes. Or if no, then no. And anything beyond that is evil. Now what he means by that is as a follower of Jesus Christ, um, we become uh, followers of the truth. He is the truth. We become a, an agent that points back to the truth. And so that lived out as a disciple means this. If a Christian says yes, you ought to be able to take it to the bank as yes. If a Christian tells you, you know what, the, the answer is no, 
then you ought to be able to count the answer is no. And our mouths are to be mouths of integrity. Let me just tell you this, and I can't talk about the rest of the world, but how different would our world be if Christians lived that out? Again, not lost people, I'm talking about Christians. How different would our world be if Christians lived out and and spoke words of integrity? I believe the world would start to look to Christians to do business. May not have any use for them, but that's who I want to do business with. If they say I'm going to get something, it's going to be something. I believe the world will want to start living next door to Christians. I may not believe what they think, but you know what? These are honest, dependable people, and they would want to live next door to Christians. You know what? The world would want to start to vote into office Christians, not because they proclaim it to get your vote, but because if they say something, it's going to be dependable. We're to have mouths of integrity. Second thing we're to have as Christians... We're to have hands of integrity. We're to have hands of integrity. Now what that means is this. How we do business, how we operate, what we do, how we work is also to reflect integrity. Let me give you two examples here. Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 14. God says this. And you shall not move your neighbor's boundary mark which the ancestors have set. This is the first example. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 28 says the same thing. Do not move the ancient boundary mark fathers have set. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 10 restates it. Do not move the ancient boundary. Now, what, what's happening here in, this, in these verses? Uh, they were living in a day when there was no survey. Uh, there was no recorded deed somewhere at the courthouse. There was no GPS that you could mark a boundary and so if there, was, if there was a boundary and it was agreed upon, they would mark the boundary lines with stones. And so we you know what? I've marked my corners and I've made a line out of stones. Well, think about that. Two generations later, three generations later, the original people that knew the boundary, those who set the stones, they're long gone. And so if here comes a guy and he decides, you know what? I'd like to have a little bit more land. You know what? I'd like to take in a little more acreage. He could very easily move those stones. It's talking about stealing. It's talking about fraud in your business. Another example, Leviticus chapter 19 verse 36 says, You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah and a just hen. Those are measurements. I am the Lord your God. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1 says, A false balance is is an abomination. That again means he hates it. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 10 says, differing weights and differing measures, both of them are abominable. They're worthy of hatred. They're abominable to the Lord. Now this example is referring to a man uh, who is in business and, and he sells a certain amount of wheat or a certain amount of grain or a certain amount of oil or maybe he's, he's, he's trading in metal and it's a certain amount of, of silver or some metal and yet this guy would cheat on the weights. He would say this is a bushel of something it wouldn't be a bushel of something. He would say this is, this is 60 pounds of something and it wouldn't be 60 pounds. He would use a fixed set of scales. Well, the Bible tells us of that God hates that. That is an abomination to God's sight. Now what all that means is this. As a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, 
we're to operate with integrity. When we do business, we're to do business with integrity. And, and, and if there's a follower of Jesus Christ and he says, you know what, I'm going to sell you this thing and this thing is in good condition, then the thing needs to be in good condition. If a man says, you know what, uh, this is here and it's all here and all the pieces are here, at least all of the pieces ought to be there. When a man comes and he's a follower of Jesus Christ and he says, you know what, these are the terms of the deal, these are the terms of the contract, and you know what, maybe a stack of lawyers aren't there to endorse it, but my mouth has said this is the deal, then we stand by that deal. And that is how a follower of Jesus Christ does business. Now let me just tell you something here. The worst, and, I, and <laughs> I'll just be honest, the worst deals that I have ever been involved in, the worst skinnings that I have ever taken in business were by people who claimed to be followers of Jesus Christ. And let me just say this, don't want to hurt some of these guys' feelings. The worst of them were with guys that were Baptist deacons. True story. Let me just tell you something. That ought not be so shouldn't be that way. It ought to be the opposite of that. When there's a man and he's a Christian, he's a follower of Jesus Christ and he goes to a church and he's taking up that banner and he says, you know what? I'm going to sell you this and all the pieces are here and they're all in good condition. You ought to be able to take it to the bank. When he says, you know what? The deal, the terms of it are like this and I'm not going to come back in six months and change the deal and shame you out of it because you are a Christian. That's how a Christian does business. Let me just tell you this too. As an employee, a bunch of us are employees. As employees, if we as Christians, and man, our whole, our whole society's caving in on this. If we as Christians sign on to work eight hours, we ought to get there early and we ought to stay late and we ought to produce things the whole eight hours. We ought to outproduce any person that works there that's not a follower of Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you something. If that's not your intent, then don't take the paycheck. Go find a different job. The Bible says we work as though we're working for the Lord because we're working for the Lord. As Christian men, our hands are to exhibit integrity. Last thing, and this is the third thing. We're to have mouths that speak integrity with integrity. We're to have hands. We're to produce. We're to work with integrity. And then it all comes really down to this third thing. We're to also have integrity in our hearts, which means this, and I'll just tell you this. There's not going to be integrity in a person's mouth, and there's not going to be integrity in a person's business if this thing's not right. You see, it's when this thing gets right, when the outflow of that, the other things begin to line up. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus is restating an Old Testament command, and he says this, listen, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, there's a lot of things we can focus on there. Focus on the word all. As a follower of Jesus Christ, there is no divided loyalty. The Bible says, Jesus says, we're to love God with all that we have. We're to love him with all of our heart. Now what that means with the word integrity is, you know what, if I profess it, then that's what I do. I do it. First Kings chapter 8 verse 61 says, and let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God. 
was thinking about this this morning. You know what? The Bible's talking about a different subject, but it says a house divided cannot stand. I want to tell you something. The truth of that also is this. A heart divided before God will not stand. And that's what he's telling us. You know what? Your house is divided. It's not going to stand. But a heart divided before God, it will not stand. God says in his word, you love God, then you can't love money. That's what he says. The two things can't coexist. He says in his word, if you love God, then you can't love the world and the things of the world and the system of the world. He says the two things can't coexist. He says in his word, you love him and you follow him or you love yourself and you serve yourself. But the two things can't coexist. We're to be men of integrity. We're to have hearts that are totally, fully committed to Him. Let me ask you this today. Where you sit, where do you fall? What would your words reflect? People say, well, if He says something, He has integrity, and I can count on His words. What about your work? Would someone say how they do business, how they serve their employer? Do they have integrity in their work life? What about your heart? What would your wife say? What would those closest to you say? They profess this and their heart shows it as well. Let me tell you, pretty hard stuff, but the answer for all of us is this. You know what, in those areas, if we're having trouble in any of those areas, we just tell God we're sorry. We ask him for the power to repent. Man, my words haven't been what they ought to be. My work life hasn't been what it ought to be. My heart's been lured and divided into different areas. God, I'm sorry for that. Forgive me for that and give me the power to change. That's the truth of today. One of my favorite verses comes from the book of Joshua. Basically, he's making this claim. You go read the book of Joshua. He comes and, man, he's followed God and they've gone into the promised land and they've fought a whole lot of battles and, and some of them went one way and some of them went another way and God works through both of them and they've secured the promised land and now they've gone into the promised land and they're settling into the land that God had promised them. Joshua chapter 24, as the dust is settling, as, as the weapons are being put away, Joshua says this, Joshua chapter 24 verses 14 and 15. He calls the nation together and he says this, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to, to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served which are beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. And Joshua says this, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're to be people of integrity. We're to be men of integrity. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and I'm thankful for you. And first off, let me say this. I'm thankful that you are a God of integrity. And what's supposed to be there is there. And it's not, a, it's not a shifting shadow. It's not something that's jerked out from under us, but that you're absolutely a God of integrity. And when you tell us and promise us that you're trustworthy, you're trustworthy. And when you tell us you're faithful, you're faithful. And you tell us you're not going to leave us and not forsake us, you don't do either. And I come and I'm thankful that you showed it in a whole lot of ways, but most of all you showed it at the cross of Calvary. 
You tell us you love your people and you loved them so much that you'd sacrifice your only begotten son. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that today as we come and we hear where we're supposed to have integrity, we know we fall short and that you give us forgiveness through Christ. I pray that we would confess that. I pray that we would seek the power to repent. And I pray leaving here, there would be men that would stand upon the truth of God's word, that would walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit as followers of Jesus Christ in our world. This town would know, you know what? There's integrity in these people. They're different from the rest of the world. And and the news will lie to me. The government will, will, will lie to me. The world will try to trick me. But these people, because of their Savior, they have integrity. Let us look like that. Empower us for that. We come and I pray for each man represented here. Bless them, lead them, encourage them, strengthen them. As we, as we go back to our jobs and the things we're doing, help us to look like you. Bless us for that. We love you and we thank you. And I pray today in Jesus' name, amen.